0: Welcome back to another episode of Ladies Who Launch. Woohoo.
1: <laughs> the woo. The woo. It's all about the woo.
0: It's the woo, woo girls.
1: Sorry if we're like killing your ears right now. Woo.
0: I think our woos are cute. Anyways. Anywho. So where <laughs> are my single ladies at? Because Alyssa and I want to talk to you guys today about discrimination. Of all the single ladies. All at- the single <laughs> All the single ladies, yeah. all the single ladies, put your hands up because we want to talk to you guys today about single people and the discrimination that happens against them.
1: <laughs> yes, discrimination. <laughs> Look at us. We will not take it anymore. We will not stand for this. This. Okay. I will say the how this episode came about. So like a lot of people. I had to renegotiate my mortgage. My mortgage was up for renewal. Um, it was actually at the end of January, I think. But uh, of course, banks give you the whole like, oh, renew early and blah, blah, blah. And because of the interest rates going up, I was like, well, maybe I should just go in and renew this. Now, keep in mind, this is my third house. And I think this is like my second mortgage renewal on this house because I've been there over eight years. So it's been, I guess, anyway, whatever. But every single time... And I bought my first house when I was twenty four, ish years old. So it's my third house, multiple mortgage, like whatever, multiple mortgages over the time frame, right? And I'm still treated as though, like, somehow they think that my husband or my partner is going to walk through the door after me. And this is just—I mean, I'm projecting. I get it. Like, it's not like the—it's the, not like the banking guy came out and said, "Oh, where's your husband?" or whatever. But there's a clear like disparity disparity. and it's, there's a clear obviousness that there, there's still this like, Oh, you're here alone or, Oh, this is, and it's like, yeah, my name's the only one on the mortgage. Like, I don't know who you think is showing up here, but it's just, it's just led to all these more, more discussions that Dakota and I have had about the, uh, well, I don't want to (laughs) say discrimination. We're, we're not going to use that because we're not like racialized or people, but There is a huge problem with being single in both the business world and personal life. And I think it doesn't get talked about enough in terms of the stress of being single. And I think we can talk about how getting through and running a business and how everything is on us. Everything, everything, and we don't have any. There's no support system. Like we don't have husbands that are bringing in incomes, and we're not like we are we're the partners. people. Partners, yeah, yeah,
0: and we are the people. We are the
1: people, and that there still is this stigma, especially around financing. And um, I will get into this a little later when we when we talk about things, but I will just talk about when I had to go in to the bank during COVID when like everybody was getting supports and stuff, but I couldn't, didn't actually qualify for anything because I'm not an, like, I'm not an employee of my own business. I don't, I don't pay myself a salary in that way. And how all the qualifications didn't really matter. And then like trying to get a bigger line of credit or any of that. And it's just like, oh, well, there's still a liability in this, that. And it's like, well, you do not have any. And then one banker, one guy asked me if my dad would, like, if I had someone to co-sign, I'm like, what, my my dad my dad to come in and co-sign on a line of credit? Like, what yeah. am I, 12? Yeah. So it's what just what the hell? I know. So
0: it that's Is there a reason? Like, d- like that's what
1: the well, hell so Because I, I because I'm like a liability, because I don't have a job oh, and you own a business. And even right. though your business and your personal like are separate or whatever, but you're not looked upon as um as a safe, and I'm like, what are you talking about? Like what ha- I mean, it's just you're you're not looked upon as a solid investment whatever right and this happened even previous so when I first bought this house that I'm in now, um I had to do a whole bunch of renos and I won't get into the like everybody kind of knows the reasons, but it was fall full mold and it became a whole thing mm-hmm. so I had to get a a line of credit then and I had just left my job at MRU and was just going out on my own at that point. So just after I, I I bought this house and they did, I did have to bring in my dad to the, the banking person and get him to co-sign on this line of credit. And like I was, I was, and so was my dad gobsmacked at the whole thing. But during this meeting, and this was like almost 10 years ago, cause I've been in the house for eight years. And and it was a woman, it wasn't even like it was a man, the financial person was a, like the banking lady, she was a woman, kept talking to him in the session. No, so first of all, he doesn't want to be there anyway. I don't want to, I don't want him there. Like, I mean. This is please. for you. This is your line of credit. Yeah, it's my house. Again, n- not my first mortgage and it's no. not whatever. But because I had left my security of a job and was now a liability because I was um, uh, owned a business. Yeah, I needed to have somebody who would vouch that I wasn't an idiot. And so I kept bringing my dad and she kept talking to him. And my dad's like, uh, I'm not the one that need, like, this isn't my money. Like you need to talk to her and whatever. So at the end of the, of the, the new meeting, she says to him, um, can I send you the, you, can I send you the statements every month? He's like, no this has nothing to do with me. I'm only here because you're making me be here, but it's her money. It's her, I want nothing to do with it. I don't need to see it. I don't need to. And like, that was a, oh an eye opener. And then God. the fact that it still happened like almost 10 years later when I'm like renegotiating my mortgage and not in the outright way of like them saying, Oh, you need to. But just the out. judgment. Just the judgment. It's like, why is single people like, first of all, being single, but then being a business owner, were like double liabilities. Yeah, And I'm like, it's still so prevalent, like when you're trying to go after capital for your business or knowing that like, there's still this like, oh, well, where's your partner? It's like, no, it's me.
0: Totally. And you know, as I'm just going to go off on a little bit of a side tangent quickly. I also feel like as entrepreneurs, we are discriminated discriminated against when like, let's call it, we're the ones building the economy. Yeah. What is like, there's a stat. Oh yeah, for that. Um there's a stat for that. <laughs> yes. Stats Canada will back me up. <laughs> Go look for it. Go look for the stat. <laughs> um but in any event, I just I've recently been um kind of like preparing and getting ready to buy a house in the next like probably several years. I'm not in a giant rush, but like I definitely would want the option like within the next 3 years. And so I've been doing my due diligence around how much mortgage can I get? What am I pre-approved for? And I have to go to a friggin' like alternative lender.
1: Oh yeah, yeah, I had to do that too when I first uh, started my business.
0: And like I was proud of what I qualified for, but like,
1: yeah, no regular bank is gonna
0: f. Yeah, and then and Alyssa's right. Like you try to go get a line of credit or something, and oftentimes that's the thing. But it's even more granular than that. and i I can't take credit for a couple of the things I'm about to say because I was not the the first person who thought of this, but I just signed on with a wonderful new client. and her her podcast um currently is' a, is a, is a bit on hold, so I'm not going to refer to it. But she and her one of her best friends did a similar episode on this very topic. And they brought up some very interesting points about what else single women in particular are faced with and single people. And it's as granular as there are no grocery store specials for single people. Nope. There are no rent options for single people. You can't rent half a,
1: a flat
0: or a room and pay half. You have to pay the whole thing yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, there, Vacations.
1: Yep. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Single occupancy in any um, all-inclusive. Holy shit, that's expensive. 100%. And then you're like the weird one, like when you get invited with your, your group of friends and they all have, and then you're the, like the one that's left out. And you know what else bugs me are all like when you, and anybody who's been to corporate events or any sort of events, and they're all tables of eight. And then it's like, no one really wants you at their table because then it's seven and they have an empty spot. And then it's like, but we like the other couple are, and nobody says this because they're still your friends and stuff, but everything is set up for, For for couples
0: you know what? I am going to gladly walk into my next corporate event and I'm going to sit my ass in that chair and I'm oh, going to yeah. put my beautiful designer purse
1: in the chair next to me. Yes. <laughs> I need a chair for my bag. That's damn right. But it's just, it leads <laughs> into all these, like we, we were talking before we we started recording about taxes and how we get zero. I mean, yes, we're business owners, so we get business write-offs, but we get zero write-offs as single people. The, No kids programs, no this, that, the, and no, we can't, we don't get to file like as a couple. And so you don't get that break either. And it's like, I don't think people realize how much we as single people are actually holding up this entire like house of cards right now. Absolutely.
0: And Alyssa actually doesn't know about this, but I'm going to bring it up on the podcast (laughs) because there is another area in which I feel women in particular are discriminated against and honestly, probably um, gay couples as well. So I am, I just turned 35 in December. and over Christmas, I had a bit of an, a bit of an epiphany and change of heart about the idea around wanting a family. I personally am not comfortable with, nor have I found success in my purview in the dating world where I've been able to find a partner that suits my needs and that I'm interested in hanging out with all the time and investing time and emotion into. And so, I started to really think about the fact that my family structure does not have to be with another person. No, nope. it could just be me and someone else. It could just be me being single with my dog and I'm fine with that. But I started to think about kids for a minute. And then I talked to a few of my girlfriends about it and I got some amazing feedback from them around the apparent awesome mom I would allegedly be, which was really sweet. So I, I honestly just started to do some yeah. digging. I listened to some podcasts about geriatric maternity because that's another thing. Yeah, that's
1: another thing. Yeah.
0: <laughs> and I listened to some podcasts about single parenting and women in particular who want to potentially conceive a child on their own. And um, let me tell you the like ridiculous access issues oh. and money. It costs for a single stable woman to reproduce and then people can't get an abortion?
1: What? I know. I looked into it and you don't know this about me either, but I looked into it probably about 10 years ago and I went to my doctor about it because I, I was like, I was sort of wavering between like just freezing my eggs mm-hmm. or looking at... um
0: yeah. Sperm the, the a turkey, sperm bank or something. The turkey baster.
1: And um and she was like, Yeah, like if you want to go, I'll give you I'll help you like find the right sperm, whatever. But then yeah, I started looking into it. I'm like, the cost of this, the cost of freezing, like having 15 your egg, grand. It is
0: insane. And then you have to go through
1: IVF. IVF. You have to do the whole thing. You have to get drugs, the whole thing. And then you have to get and your then eggs taken. The emotional
0: and then the, stuff, the mental shit. All of it.
1: And then I was just like, well, I don't know if I want to do that. And then when I started looking into, yeah, sperm banks and all that stuff. And then all the, the like figuring out genetic testing and all those sorts of things of like who you want. And, and like, would they know the sperm donor? Can you have it open? I did all of that too. And I was just like it became so overwhelming and yeah the cost of it and just the like, the emotional like just the emotional it, deficit it was just so much and i was just like i yeah. don't think i can do this and i didn't wow i didn't then i sort of realized i'm like i don't know if i want this enough to go through that through this love and it was more financial than anything cuz it's a lot of money and that's the thing it's like i could have had any baby at any time and not, like, and had, like, got rid of it or whatever. Mm-hmm. But when you want a baby, it's, like, it's going to cost you a bazillion dollars. And then I was, like
0: – And I think that we are chastised and judged as well. It's, like, a science baby, blah, blah, blah. Blah, blah, blah. And I yeah. think, too,
1: like, even one of my girlfriends had her kids later. And what I consider later, I think she was in her early 30s when she had her two kids. And she was commenting to me back then that – uh like when her kids were younger, that she felt like the old hag at the school meetings because all these moms had kids at like 21. I'm like, people are having kids at 21 these days? Yeah. Like granted her kids are, well, I mean, she's passed away since, but that's besides the point. Um, But even at that age, like she even felt old, like having kids in her early 30s. And I was just like, where are we? And yeah. then, yeah, you sort of hit that 35 mark and you're like, okay, well, I don't want to get married just for the sake of getting married to have a baby. And exactly. No, there isn't anyone on the horizon. So, yeah, you go through all that. And then, yeah, you have to like really consider it. Yeah. And you have to be in a really big financial place to be able to yeah. do it because then it's not just that, it's the expense of going through all of that. And then you have a baby and that's and obviously doing that expense on yeah. your own is also difficult and running a business well and this
0: is this is the whole thing is i i really started to think about all the things that i potentially want and i did have to kind of look ahead into the future and at the bigger picture and i yeah that's these are all the things i'm considering and right now in my journey i'm um, i'm just waiting to get an appointment with a fertility doctor yeah. to talk about it i did decide right off the bat though i am i have zero interest in freezing my eggs and if i'm going to do it it's going to be like around honestly like probably 38, 39. Mm And yeah, I would definitely like want to be in a very stable financial position with lots of savings and saving and like a plan to save for the child's education and just all the things like help with the child just because that is something I would need because you and I both, because we run full-time businesses. And so yeah, looking into that and getting Intel from everybody. um, I just want to know kind of what my other options are as far as I've seen it. My, my three options and you would know, well, you just kind of told me, but there's the the sperm bank there's yeah. you can um get a do- an egg and sperm but then you have to do IVF um you can do surrogate and then adoption
1: yeah adoption's yeah. also expensive yes yeah. and you have to like it's there's the other thing too with adoption is it's like our single women or single people not just women are they're at the bottom of the list
0: 100% because they're not babies. trusted or, which i mean it's just ugh, difficult cuz i think it's just crazy
1: i mean putting the, 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 the baby issue aside or the, the, it, the fact that women, it sucks for women anyway, cause our fertility years are so short as it is, but it's just the, the financial burden of just doing everything on your own anyway. Yeah. Yeah. I think people don't, people who have been married a long time don't really understand cause they've never had to do anything on their own, but like buying houses and getting financing. And then when you get into your business capital and whether you're trying to go after venture financing. And we had um, uh, Nancy on from the Women's Chamber of Commerce um, a few episodes back talking about how women-owned businesses have such difficulty accessing capital because banks venture capitalists no one wants to deal with us because somehow we're a liability yet women are way more responsible than men are with money and running businesses and all of that and so it's still this stigma and it's even in 2023 it's like oh you're you're 35 and not married or like what's wrong with you or blah 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 and it's like where have we all what, been where, what is wrong with everyone yeah and i don't like, it's just it's just something that, that being single and running a business that I think people who aren't single and aren't running businesses don't have to think about all the time.
0: A hundred percent. And Alyssa and I were talking about this and it's, it's a bit of a hard pill to swallow, but it's really hard to understand the situation if you're on one side of the grass and, and the other person's on the other. Like if I were still married, I wouldn't understand Alyssa's challenges at all. I would be like i the first place I would go to is, oh, I have my partner to talk pick up the slack and pick up the slack, and then they would probably think the same thing, right, because you have to consider that other person, and so I've lived two lives, and it's a very interesting contrast,
1: well yeah, and and you being married also had a very successful husband mm-hmm. so and you lived a different life when you were married and had a very to be honest though I don't much think more bougie life. I don't know. I but still, I'm not bougie and like about, but I just don't think you had to think about anything at all. And I think that's fair. And I mean I've seen you now on the other side, and I will say that you are the same person as Dakota. Yeah. But your maturity level is oh, so much for sure. on, on the for sure. stratosphere than you when you were married.
0: Oh, for sure. I oh hundred percent. Um yeah, I mean that's a that's a whole rabbit hole, but uh <laughs> What I will say is, yeah, no, for sure. I think my partner liked kind of being in that power seat, and I let him. Yes, and then he resented me for it at points. So
1: we we have an episode with Corey if you ever whole, want to go back and listen. The whole thing he was on the podcast,
0: um, and I think then then we grew to resent each other, and it was just a whole mixed bag of crap. But in any event, yeah, no. The other thing I was going to kind of say was. Um, I wouldn't trade though my singledom for the world. It has been the last five years have been transformative for me. And I love my life. I love I I'm beginning to really love who I am. I love where I'm going. And even though life isn't peaches and cream all the time, it's exciting and it's mine. And that is the most powerful, like em- empowering thing you could ever
1: have. Yeah, the mind thing is interesting because I've I've said this to other single friends that um that either have been single a long time or are newly single is that at this point in my life, like you get to a certain point and you're like whatever, but everything in my life I've earned. It's mine. My house, the things in my house, my business, my career, my person. Same. And so if somebody was going to come in it's like you got you better be like wait like bringing things into my life to make it better adding
0: value to each other adding value yeah
1: because I'm more than happy like my house I was saying this to my um like my gay bestie Ron and because he's like he's also single and has been a long time and yeah um being in 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 being a gay man I mean, is a whole I have other. have a gay bestie. Yeah, maybe we should set them up. <laughs> we totally should, maybe we should, because yeah, he's been, but Just he's kidding. sort of at the point like being gay or being gay and single is a whole other kettle of fish. Like it but is, whatever. It is. But I have two besties who are gay and he, single. Yeah. He says the same thing. He's like, I have finally. He goes, I'm happier with myself mm. that anyone who wants access into my space, and he considers like he's like my house and what I've built is my haven. Mm-hmm. It's it's my space where I'm comfortable and I can be me. And if someone's going to come in and be a part of my space, mm-hmm. they need to be bringing way more to the table yeah. than what we all currently see out there. And yeah. so that's sort of where I am in the middle of. And I think yeah. there's more of us that are single, 30s, 40 women than there ever has been before. And we are owning property. We are running businesses. And so it's interesting that for as many of us that there are and that's becoming more and more prevalent as we go into the future. Yeah. It's that societal uh like like this society's sort of um touchpoint roots or facilities or whatever have yeah. not kept up.
0: No. Like those
1: no. that everything is still like societally yeah structurally created For couples. Yeah. And it's interesting that that has not kept up to how our lifestyles have changed over the past decades. At all. At all.
0: Like at all. Yeah. No, I think it's an interesting conversation and um, it's something we need to advocate for. Yeah. Cause (laughs) it's it's expensive, It's
1: it's stressful. It's expensive. Yeah. It's a lot to carry everything. And it's not by choice.
0: We're not choosing to be, I mean, like, we're choosing to be single out of responsibility in the sense that we offer more to society and ourselves and our people by being happy. And we're not going to force a relationship with somebody just to fit into a mold.
1: No. Ever. Or to get a tax break. (laughs) That too. Right.
0: Exactly. Um,
1: yeah. So
0: we'd love to hear your thoughts on this. If you have any... Uh, we
1: know we've got lots of single lady listeners. Oh, we
0: do. All our single ladies. So DM us at ladies who launch Pod and tell us your thoughts.
1: Yeah. We want to hear from you. Are you uh, trying to level up your business or your life and you're finding that it's just... Everything just seems to be a slog. Are you happy with yourself but unhappy with society around you? That's kind of where we're at anyway. 100%. Stay tuned for like the potential single lady baby bump update with Dakota.
0: <laughs> oh god, can we not right now? That's still very scary to me. Baby bump and Dakota in the same sentence. Ooh.
1: I don't Ooh. know. As a final parting word, I do have to say this is this was imparted to me by um my bestie who struggled to get pregnant like when she was married and had miscarriages and things like that. And now she's married again, which is lovely, but she said, you know, for those of us that did everything right, like we weren't teenage moms, we weren't, we did everything that we were supposed to do and go to school and do the right thing. Like we're all here and we're we are we're all childless. Like yeah. it's sort of it's a bit sad in that way that like we we sort of I followed know. all the rules that we we're supposed to do. And it's like this isn't really where we thought this would all end up. But then you realize that like there's like, I remember Oprah saying too, and the fact that she never, she didn't have kids either, is that the world had other plans for us. And I think that's just sort of what I keep in my head too, is that there's a reason, there's some reason that I haven't figured out yet that I didn't become a mom.
0: And you know what? And that may be my story too. I, um, yeah. And like, the other thing too is I think we all get bogged down as single women in particular. And I'm addressing the single women because that's the majority of our audience here is women. Um sorry, dudes, we'll have to
1: deal with the you two another dudes day. That might be listening.
0: <laughs> but it can be easy to get bogged down in the idea that you're not in a relationship, but really think about like, why do you want to like why would you wanna be in a relationship? And for me, it's like I really truly enjoy connecting and sharing with somebody else. I want to share my oh, yeah. successes. My life with someone else. I don't really like. I, obviously, I want them to add value to me too. But I really enjoy like loving someone, and so that's where Cuddling my is always good. Yeah, and that's where my head went with the with the the alternative family. Right. That being said, I I am really exploring my reasoning for doing this because. I have, a, I have a lot of opinions about bringing children into the world as well. No, I don't judge anybody or fault anybody. I think if that's what you want, fantastic. But for me personally, um, I have a lot of concerns about the world. Mm-hmm. And so I'm sitting with the why and trying to figure that out as well. So anyway, we will leave you with that. Love to hear from you. And we will catch you on the next episode
1: of Ladies Who Launch. Thank you for listening to Ladies Who Launch. Join Dakota and Alyssa every second Wednesday for more conversations and interesting guests. Be sure to give us a five-star rating and connect with us on Facebook and Instagram. If you send us a question, we may answer it on a future episode.